Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We're back, baby. It's a Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. Fisher Disopolis, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Kreider. The dust has settled, gents. We are unfortunately out of the college football playoff. Valiant effort. Slow start, like we said yesterday. We gave it all we got at the end, but just fell short, unfortunately. Now we head to recruiting. We head to the offseason. Um, Xavier Worthy. One of the better receivers we've seen, definitely since we've been there, arguably the best. Um, and Shadily had a really strong, you know, top tier Longhorn career at the wide receiver position. He will be going, he'll be foregoing his senior year. I'll be going pro. Alfred Collins is expected to return to the 40 acres, which is very exciting. Uh, him and Verdon Broughton could be the next guys up to replace Byron Murphy if he leaves. And obviously, Devondre Sweat, who was fantastic, he'll be going pro uh, following the senior season. And Bo Davis. Our, one of our favorite coaches. Arguably, he could be our favorite pound for pound coach on the we love Sark, but he could be our favorite pounds. pound. A lot of pounds, big boy. He could be going back to his alma mater uh, at LSU. That's the rumor mill right now. We do not want that. Um, and then a lot of guys balling in the Under Armour All American Bowl. But I do want to start off before we get into all those topics and say, well, it's very deflating the loss we had. We're already seeing some guys from Bama transfer their center, uh, Seth McLaughlin. He's going to be moving on, uh, tight end, a, a wide receiver. And it's good so far. Like anything could happen, but it's good so far. The only real loss, you know, we've had, like not- notably, is Malik. And we've lost other guys in the transfer portal, but he's probably been the biggest loss. And we haven't seen anybody depart from the transfer portal after our loss to Washington so far. So, so far, so good. I think that's a really strong positive. Um, but we'll start with Xavier Worthy. What are your guys' thoughts on him departing for the NFL? I mean, it's the right decision at the end of the day. If you're mocked in multiple <laughs> mock drafts to go in the first round, you take that, especially as a wide receiver. And, you know, some people have him listed as the the third or the fourth best receiver in this draft class. And I think there's a lot of upside there. I mean, you see what Devontae Smith's been able to do with the Eagles, and I think he draws a lot of comparisons there and just in terms of the frame and the skill set and the speed that he has um, as a return man. And as a, just a, a wide receiver, you go out and take that money. And, you know, he battled a couple of injuries this season with the ankles. Um, so I think that, you know, it definitely shakes you up a little bit trying to return for another season. But you're never going to make as much money as you do on your NFL contract, even with NIL in the mix now. I'm happy for Xavier. Obviously, it was awesome that he put in some great years and cemented himself as one of the great wide receivers at Texas. But it's the right decision. You know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, you got to go out and chase that money and, we're going to be fine. We've got plenty of guys that are going to be able to fill in and, and, you know, step in those shoes. And that's why we were so active this recruiting class with wide receivers and in the transfer portal, Matthew golden coming in, Ryan Wingo coming in. We're also supposed to be talking to Ryan Williams, who is an Alabama commit right now. Um, he's taking an official visit over at Texas in, in a week. So, I mean, we'll, there's no shortage of weapons coming into Texas and I think we'll be just fine. Nice. Love that toss. Yeah, I mean, I think statistically, um, it's fair to say that Xavier Worthy is the third best Longhorn wide receiver of all time um, behind Roy Williams and uh, Jordan Shipley. So 
you know, his touchdown numbers, his yards, like what he did. And obviously this year being big 12 um, all conference as a return specialist as well, his impact for the Longhorns since Sark has gotten here, a recruit that Sark brought in um, and one of the highly touted recruits in that first year that Sark was here, he's been through the trials and tribulation of this, this call or this, this Texas football era with Steve Sarkeesian. And he really paved the way for our program and our offense to go to the sec um, with some good momentum. And so, you know, I, I think Longhorn fans, I've seen it all over social media are incredibly grateful um, for what Xavier worthy players did. too. players too. I mean, just the, the adulation across the board. I mean, Josh, you mentioned like we haven't had anyone um, since the loss in the semifinal announced that they're going to transfer. But what we have had is a lot of the players giving homage to each other, saying that they're brothers with each other. Like it's been really, really cool to see just how guys yeah. are talking about Jordan Whittington. Cause obviously Whittington's not going to be there any longer. Um, and what he meant as a mentor to a lot of these guys. And of course, after X posted, um, his video yesterday, which was really, really cool. Just a, a great tribute um, to his, you know, career at Texas, but also the work that he's put in, you know, as a kid growing up playing wide receiver um, in the state of Texas and then going to the University of Texas and now going to the pros. So, yeah, Nick, I like what you said about it. Any team that gets him in the NFL, um, they're going to get a, a true weapon, a guy that can that can be put all across the field and in two phases of the game um, with tremendous speed just afterburners that a lot of guys, you know, can't even catch up to. So they're getting a, they're getting a great weapon. I don't necessarily, I don't know if he's going to go in the first round. I expect that he will not go in the first round um, based off of just some of the, the, the comps that people have and some of the other available wide receivers, but we certainly would love to see him go at the end of the first and, and we'd be happier than anyone, um, you know, outside of him and his family and the team that's getting him uh, if, if he did. So rooting for him and, I'll say as well, you know, he was paired alongside A.D. Mitchell this entire season. And, and just from the the post-game comments from A.D., it seems like he's likely going to go to the draft as well. Um, but there's still hope for, you know, J.T. to, to maybe come back. Um, and we've talked about this, you know, before the, the college football semifinal, just what more he could prove being the tight end one in next year's class if he stayed I think he'd be able to, you know, put up some nasty numbers in that first year in the SEC. But shout out and salute to X. I mean, what a what a great season and a yeah. great career. Yeah, I, it's gonna be. I first on X, it's gonna be interesting to see where he falls because I think we know the first three wide receivers taken will be Marvin Harrison Jr. We saw unfold this play Roma Dunze against us from Washington, and Malik Neighbors was a top tier dog. Then it kind of gets to Brian Thomas Jr. and Malik Neighbors is running mate um, who looked pretty strong actually in their, in their most recent bowl game. He was, he was the top dog, not Malik neighbors receiving um, in that one. Uh, Keon Coleman from Florida state, who obviously sat out his bowl game, but he had a really great season. Troy Frank, Troy Franklin from Oregon's flying up boards, Walker um, from UNC and the receiver from South Carolina, all those guys. Yeah. yeah, All those guys are top tier guys. Um, But our guys are right there in the mix. AD and Xavier could go anywhere from the fourth and fifth receivers taken, you know, to that last end of the, uh, you know, that group. But still, I I think they'll be in the top 50, both of them at worst case scenario, which you, you, you take that in my opinion, being an early second round pick, there's no shake on that. Um, and you know, it's a really deep class, but if you stay next year, could be even deeper. Nick, you mentioned the ankle injuries that Xavier dealt with, and you don't want to necessarily risk that because you're right. You don't make as much money in the NF and in NIL as you'll ever make in the NFL. It doesn't matter how big you are. It doesn't matter what university you play for. And before you hop in there, Nick, I just wanted to say on the point to you, Jay Witt, 
it gives me vibes of I don't know if y'all remember when we had Derek Johnson on and Derek Johnson was talking kind of about how he ran or he walked so the next year's team could run type deal. Like they 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 got the program to that like last echelon and then they, you know, VY and then they took it over the edge. And I'm not saying like Jordan Whittington is like, you know, Derek Johnson's got inducted to the college football hall of fame this year. I'm not saying he's had that caliber career, but it, the way people revere him the way we revere him, the effort he gave and the effort this class gave and this group of seniors gave and, you know, upperclassmen will be going to the draft. It seems like they kind of got us to this point. So the next group in the SEC can take us over the hump. It's kind of like a vibe I'm getting. That just reminded me of yep. that from the past interview we've had. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely very reminiscent of what he was talking about. And you kind of just look at the, the path that we're taking right now. I mean, we've made significant strides in all different areas, playing on the field, off the field. You know, I feel like this team has been closer together than any other team. You know, we mentioned what they all said to each other on Twitter and on Instagram and how supportive that they are of each other. So yeah, I completely agree with that. To your point really quickly on Xavier and AD going to the draft. I feel like these are guys that can test exceptionally well when it comes to pro days and when it comes to the combine that they might be able to fly up draft boards just because of their athletic abilities you know, we, we know exactly what kind of athlete Xavier Worthy is, and I'm not so sure that the rest of the world knows yet. You know, I mean, yes, there are scouts at every single game that, that take a look, but he is a rare talent. And I really think that a lot of people, you know, they might end up reaching for him because of his his speed and what he's able to do with the ball in his hands. Um, you know, I think your hands and drops can be something that's worked on. I think that's really the biggest knock on him is that he's had he's had some drops. And so that can be worked on. You can't coach speed though. You know, he can't coach speed, baby. That we day, know. It's yeah, it's the the tale as old as time. You know, they've been saying that since the Mayan days and the Aztecs <laughs> can't coach speed. <laughs> it's one uh, of the it's one of the hand me downs from the Aztecs that they passed along with us. Yeah, definitely. That and irrigation, right, Toss? Yep. Pretty sure that was the Romans, but the yeah. Romans or the Egyptians. I, I knew yeah. you'd know. Well, they also knew that you couldn't <laughs> coach speed because you know <laughs> they weren't able to outrun the 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 volcano oh concrete. jesus christ um, <laughs> no, anyway uh xavier right, <laughs> is it too soon too soon <laughs> it's a little too soon for that okay. one uh, well xavier on the other hand i think you know has a has a real chance to shoot up some draft boards i just just because of what his his athletic makeup is and i think, think the same thing with ad mitchell i mean he's a freak athlete too um, yeah i think his route running is exceptional um you know his his big playability where he can go up and get the ball high vertical, you know, good oh. hands and red zone threat. I mean, we look at teams across the NFL all the time. The Chiefs are are one of those teams that have struggled in the red zone this year, and they don't have a big body target besides Travis Kelsey. And you look no further. You can get A.D. Mitchell, you know, towards the end of the first round or early second round, and, you know, you're putting him immediately on a, on a Super Bowl contending team with a Hall of Fame quarterback. Like, I don't know why you'd want to leave that situation. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I – A.D. Mitchell is an absolute stud, and he's a that wide receiver one. Ridiculous. He's a wide receiver one in the NFL. He does it all. I mean, you can you can ask questions about the versatility of what Xavier Worthy can do just because of his size, right? If you're looking at it from an NFL scout standpoint, the guy's 175 pounds. So, you know, I, I get that, and I get that criticism, but he he has always been a guy that is, you know, he's broken tackles pretty well at his size. He'll put on some weight. I'm excited to see what he can do. A.D. Mitchell he's got the size, he's got the speed, he's got the hands, he's his own killer. He can win you balls 50, 50 in the, in the red zone um, on those fade routes. Obviously we shot and we saw it in display in that, that Washington game. 
I think Jordan Whittington post game said, you know, he's uh, it's it's more like 80 20 as opposed to a 50 50 ball when you've got 80 Mitchell mm. um, going up for contested catches. So, I, I mean, he's got the swagger too, right? I mean, he reminds me a lot of like a of a CD Lamb type. I know he doesn't necessarily have the, the same yak that CD had at Oklahoma, where he was once he got the ball, it was impossible to bring that guy down. Um, but I, I like the the comparison between the two guys. We've got Mark here in the comments. I know. Shout out, Mark. See, shout out, shout out, Mark. Hook'em horns, Mark. Glad to see Alfred Collins is sticking around another year. It, it's not official yet, but I think that it's presumed to be official that he's coming back. And, and I think that's absolutely huge because if we're losing Byron Murphy and we're losing Devondre Sweat, um, Alfred Collins, who at that point would be a super senior coming back to be the defensive tackle the main guy in the middle of the defensive line for us, uh, a guy that knows the system, a guy that made some, some good plays uh, in that Washington game. You know, a couple of the the short stops that we got on third down and fourth down were a credit to Alfred Collins coming into that game. We talked about it last show. You know, we were rotating a lot of defensive linemen because he had to against Washington. Um, yeah. So it would, be, it would be really, really big for him to officially say that he's coming back. Um, and you love to see, that kind of momentum that we could get from a personnel standpoint. And you want to have those leaders in the locker room, right? Right. Like we're talking about Jay Witt. Oh yeah. He'll be gone, but we it's, we still need veteran veteran leaders in that locker room. And that's absolutely what Alfred Collins would be. AC for sure, man. And he was good last year too. And he kind of just got jumped in the depth chart by sweat and Murphy who kind of outplayed him this year. But if you're Alfred Collins, you look at those guys and you go, Hey, look, like they had monster years in the system. I'm the next yep. guy up. I'm going to be the guy here now next year. And I'll, you know, work on my game a little bit. And maybe I can make that second round grade or third round grade next year and really help my chances. Cause gone are the days where like, all right, we're going to take the youngest guy and we're going to go for youth. No, these guys are staying in college a little bit longer. Um, and look at what it's worked out for Michael Penix Jr., who's probably gone from like a day three pick to like a top 15 pick here in the NFL draft. And then the last, last thing I'll say on Worthy, because you guys are really hitting such great points. You know, we've seen it in drafts all the time. And you I brought up CeeDee Lamb, and in his draft class, he was the third receiver taken, probably should have been the first, him or Justin Jefferson. But Henry Ruggs went first uh, of those receivers. And off the field stuff aside, that was pretty much just off testing and speed. So we've seen that like speed and testing that could really pump a guy up. And so Xavier Worthy, if he can really test, like y'all are saying, exceptionally well, A.D. Mitchell too at the combine and pro days, then he'll see his name called a bit earlier than, you know, uh, the worst case scenario. But AC coming back is big. And I, I do want to say the Bo Davis stuff scares me a little bit. Um, I know Ellis uses alma mater. He's coached there before, but he is such an integral piece to where we have gotten as a program to the development of these players, to the production of these players in the defensive line. And I, I don't want to say he's as he might be, you know, as important as the players, truthfully, like having a guy in the building that with that pedigree, with that championship pedigree, he's got three national championships under his belt, um, I believe. So, you know, from his time at Bama. Um, so I, I think I think I really think that having him back and is imperative and we have to throw him whatever kind of bag we can. And if he wants to go to LSU, he wants to go back to LSU. But he is such a guy that we need to really, you know, get over that last bit of hump and get to a national championship and get a ring for ourselves. Yeah, and I think at the same time, like the culture that we've been trying to establish with him here and with Sark, I I understand like a guy going leaving for his alma mater, but there's plenty of time to do that. I think right now he wants to, I would, if I were him and, and this is like a very biased take, but I'd want to stick with the program to see this through, right? Lead them into the sec and help them you know, navigate through this new conference and try to win an sc championship and just build off momentum. 
I think a lot of fans um, are looking at this season and looking at the players that are departing due to the NFL draft. Um, and, you know, we're a little somber because we feel like we've blown an opportunity to win a national championship with the best team that we've seen in the last 15 years, probably not but, even close, but at the end of the day, we might be better next season. We, we, oh, literally, yeah. we literally might be a better team than we were this season because I seriously think that all these new people that are coming in, whether it's transfer portal, whether it's recruiting classes, whether it's another year under Quinn's belt to get more mature and to get more healthy, you know, to get more weapons in the building. Obviously, Jonathan Brooks had a breakout year, but getting him healthy again and letting him, you know, ease his way back into it with the three man backfield with Blue and Baxter, you know, obviously it'd be awesome if Sanders stayed, but. You know, letting that secondary who got picked apart in this game, that was probably the biggest weakness of our game, you know, letting them mature another year, getting other freshmen in here like like Makuba, or, or sorry, transfers like Makuba, and letting those yeah. freshmen, you know, uh, grow a little bit. So I, I don't think we're in a bad place, and that just kind of goes off of what I'm thinking with Bo Davis. Like, stick it stick it out a little bit, you know, let's see what else you can get out of this. You know, if, if you can – I mean, look – being able to get lucky and 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 have guys like Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy, you know, j- kind of come out of nowhere, three star recruits, and work their way in the first, second round of the NFL draft, and be you know the number one and two rated guys on PFF. That's huge. If you can do that again though next season with Alfred Collins, I know he was a top ten PFF guy. Mark, you you, you mentioned that, um, and you know there's other guys coming in like Vernon Broughton, and we, I talked about Troll Carter that is even more to add to your resume, you know, to shard choice, turned down a job with the Rams and he might get more, more job offers after this season because of what he did with the running backs. Now for sure Bo might get the same love. So stick it out one more year, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah Let it ride. I, I, I would love that. And obviously he's been a guy that's been very loyal to the horns program. He, he joined the Texas coaching staff in 2011 as our defensive mm. line coach. Um, presumably if he gets an offer from LSU, it will be to be their defensive coordinator. So I, that's, that's my expectation. You know, today Brian Kelly announced that Matt house and the three defensive assistants that were with Matt house won't return. Uh, I think they're paying all four of those coaches a combined 5.5 million or something like that in, in the buyout. Uh, Golly, I, I, let's go coach. Like I will, right, I'll right. suck just as bad as them and I'll take that. I'll take half the money. Like, okay. Yeah. So, so you, I you, think Bo Davis sure. is going for a similar job. Though. I think he's also going for the, that's the rumor. I mean, look, I thought that too. Like if he's going to be the defensive coordinator for the LSU Tigers, like that's really tough to turn. Sure. Down. And I get that. And that's your, that's your alma mater, but I'm also with you, Nick. I'm sorry to cut you T, but like you started something here and you've been here before. So you've see been through, through the dark days, like see it through. Like we've gotten like this far. We have all this depth in the defensive line and all these guys coming in. You have Simmons coming in. You have Alex January coming in. You have uh, Trey Moore from the transfer portal coming in. So yep. you have all this depth in, on your defensive line. Like you can really make something happen here. And if we ha- look, we lose AD, we lose worthy uh, Christian Villanueva in our comments. He's saying, if we have standards back next year, we're nasty boom Alex pretty uh if we do obviously we would love to have Sanders back but if we don't like we have the triple b's at the running back helm we have an offensive line like Banks is back Campbell's back like a lot of our offensive line is back and, and they're getting even better and older yeah, there and has to be something top, to be we got the top offensive tackle in the in the 24 24 uh prospect class recruiting class. yeah Brandon there Brandon. has to be exactly yeah in him Brandon Baker, be, sorry, Brandon Baker there has to be something to be said about developing guys and allowing guys to grow like that is 
to me still, yes, transfer portal great, recruiting great, but that to me is still paramount. Like that's where these teams win. These guys grow in their systems and they get better and better year in and year out. Like that's what happened to Joe Burrow. Like we talk about him having the greatest season of all time. Like his first year in LSU, he was like fine, just okay, passable, like a day three pick. And now he's, you know, cool Joe. So there has to be something to be said about the development of players. And I think a lot of these guys coming back, even if we lose our receivers, we have we have Niblet, we have more. We obviously have Javante Cook, who we're all really high on. And these guys step up. And that's what these programs, you know, that are really great have. Like guys come in and out all the time. They lose guys to the draft all the time. Yeah. And we have to, if we want to be a great program, we have to be prepared and be okay with that happening to us because that's part of the game. And I'm not a fan of, you know, shitting on players ever but i do think that besides our our secondary which was you know kind of weak because of the inexperience there we had mentioned makuba coming in and mark you mentioned getting makuba is huge it's going to be massive um but the offensive line i think on the right side we were a little weak if you even look at that last drive that we had in this game in the cultural playoff it was probably the worst pass block that you've seen all game long and and quinn had no time he had to throw the ball out and that was it happened three times in that drive. Yeah. So I think with Christian Jones graduating, who was the most penalized player on the offensive line, you know, had some crucial penalties in this game and, you know, allowing, allowing sacks and creating pressure for, for Quinn. I think that's going to be huge as well. You know, getting our offensive line completely, you know, fortified on every side, you know, not just in the interior, not just with banks, but also on the other side as well. So we've got some good things coming our way. I, th I think, you know, it, it's somber that we're sitting here on January 3rd and we're, we're knocked out of contention now, but at the end of the day, this is a huge building block season. And I think, you know, it's only up from here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, just quickly to mention, uh, you know, bet online, one of our partners go to bet online, use the promo code, believe B L E A V get 50% off on your first Thank welcome you, bonus. Yeah. They released their early 2025, uh, CFP national championship odds and the Texas Longhorns are the fourth, uh, highest odds to Behind. win the national championship. Um, let me double check. It's Georgia's five to one, Alabama's eleven to two, Ohio State is seven to one, and Texas is nine to one. See, I don't know uh, why so Ohio State's above us. Like they don't even know who their quarterback is. Quarterback are. is like, yeah. You know who is dangerous? Look, it's 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 Ole early Miss. odds. Yeah, Ole Miss, obviously. They're they're in the mix there. They're 14 to 1. I think they have them uh seventh on the list behind Oregon, LSU, Michigan, those are the three teams that are right after Texas. Uh, but yeah. obviously it's early odds. Point being is that we are in the mix, right? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it, we're, we're very much going to be competing next year, expecting to to have a playoff spot and to go further than that. Uh, from Mark, Evan Stewart, yay or nay? Evan Stewart posted on Twitter yesterday that basically kind of a, a cryptic you know, wherever I do go, I just hope the training staff can tell me the actual diagnosis of my injuries for my physical and mental health. So clearly he wasn't getting, you know, the, the treatment physically that he needed. And that that's been affecting him on the mental side. Um, you know, which is, which is certainly, uh, there's always a correlation there, right. For these athletes, especially college athletes who are young men. Um, I, I don't think we need Evan Stewart, but if it's the right fit and I know that Sark and, and his staff were vetting him, um, then, you know, we're certainly not going to push away that talent, but it, this seems like, you know, I mean, I mean, I'm just kind of reading between the lines here, reading into the tea leaves that he might need a, a full off season recovery. And, and even then you don't necessarily know what you're going to get from him going into next season from a physical standpoint. So 
Um, you know, it's hmm. a, he's a Texas guy, right? I, I, he's from the state of Texas. I want him to be successful, but it seems like he's he's certainly not going to be in College Station any longer. Look, if he wants to be a Texas Longhorn, and if it, if it works out, then you know we want guys who want to be in the building. But if it's you know kind of like a wishy washy thing where you know it's it's all about him, then I don't need that. We have plenty of guys that are ready to step up and play. I mean, what we're super high on Jonte Cook. We mentioned that we're super high on Matthew Golden, who's coming in from Houston. You know, Ryan Wingo, who's going to make a big impact as a freshman, I believe, you know, coming looks out. Looks good in the practices for under our, under our, under our all American. Yeah. It looks good. Like we, we have, there's no shortage of weapons. And at the end of the day, like it's always nice to add guys, but I I'd rather not cloud up a receiving room with a bunch of egos where it's like, I want to play. It's all about me. You know, I, I need to get mine. Cause that's, that's clearly, that's was not the case this year with our receiving room. Everyone fed off of each other and, you know, they, they, they all succeeded. And I, I truly believe that all three of our receivers that are going to the draft and if 80 decides to declare are going to be drafted. I think Whittington will be a, you know, a, a day, day three pick gamer. Why not? He'll get on a roster hundred percent. And you're right. We need, we guys, not me guys. Like that's the, we don't need guys that are like all about getting me the ball. Right. Like Xavier Worthy, we're talking about a first round talent and you know, AD Mitchell was frustrated, but like they understood throughout the entire season, like, it's best play available. Not, you know, not all about that. Not all about getting the rock before we rock. I do want to shout out. Cause you've been, we've, we've talked about Ryan Wingo a little bit. He looks great in the under armor, all American practices. You know, who's been dominating Trey Owens, baby. He was a three-star. Now he's a four-star and look, he's, he doesn't have the name brand as Arch Manning, but like, this is a guy that really let you see it on Twitter. He loves Texas. He loves, he's hooking horns all day on social media and he's a guy that wants to be there. So I'm pulling for this dude so hard. I hope he gets his shot at some point. And, you know, he's getting better and better. And that's the kind of guys we need, the guys that are working, the guys that are getting better, not guys just relying on skill and talent in high school, but the guys that want to work. Uh, Cole yeah. McCoy, three-star recruit. Boom, baby. Yeah, um, all right, gents. See you guys next time. Huckham Horns, as always, we actually love you. We'll be back with Quan Cosby next time. So we'll get his thoughts on the unfortunate loss and what he was seeing boots on the ground at the Sugar Bowl. Huckham Horns, Fisher Disopolis, the DJ himself, Snacks Man Crider. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.